Today's episode is sponsored by one of my favorite rap labels, Front Row Regal. Started by my good friend Rock City Mark, legendary rapper Ito, and Jay Rios, they are the go-to for real hip-hop. Make sure to check out the whole team, including DJ Duop, Jay Black, Nice to Future, Boo Boo the Prince, Reno RX, and Uop Diggs. Follow Front Row Regal on all platforms and check out the new New York by Ito and DJ Duop out now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like Bick cornered the market on shit that gets stolen. They have pens and lighters. Like, that's yeah, such yeah. a good business plan. Right. You know what I right. mean? Like, how many lighters do you lose? Every single lighter. Every time. When I first started smoking, I'd always get the coolest lighter. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, well, someone's just going to steal it because it's a cool-ass <laughs> lighter. Uh, yeah, no. And pens, too. Bics make fucking pens. Exactly. I, if they start doing chapstick, the world is over. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that really is one of those stolen items. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, I'm happy dude. I've been finally- uh, so stoked to, to do it. And uh, it's been a long time coming, you know? It's kind of waiting for you to get huge, you know. <laughs> You're like, mother, it didn't happen long soon enough. I got this special drop. And I, gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta, I need to use it now. I got to get the promo <laughs> wheel going. Huh. Yeah, but your shit's more professional looking than my shit. You, I just saw a clip and that shit looks fantastic. Yeah, I uh, three camera shoot, um, sold out room. Uh, I was on point. It was... Uh, Obviously, I want the world to see it, but even the experience was off the charts. You how, know, how do you prepare for something like that? I just got up more than ever. Like I got up <coughs> at least six times a week for several months, and uh, I brought in. Uh, brought in. I had uh, a meeting with my friend Gary Peterson, <coughs> and. Uh, kind of just went through the stuff that was borderline where I was like, this gets pops, but like, how do I make this a better, more well-rounded joke? And he gave me his thoughts, um, a few tags, um, Rob cream, another person that gave me a few tags. And then I just tried to rehearse that stuff to where it was like, autopilot i like i don't i don't know about you i don't like to think on stage yeah i i just it's i just want to be like firing yeah when i asked you how to prepare like i that's cool to hear but i also meant like right beforehand like day of because when i go do shit i almost want to be like not thinking about it the day of like i want to be like a normal normal mental state i was a wreck honestly (laughs) i was a total wreck (laughs) <laughs> why you didn't think you just thought it was not gonna go well i i didn't think anyone would show up what if i can't what if my jokes aren't funny like i go into like serious self-loathing yeah. um and i i feel like i look and sound very confident when i'm on stage i know i do but the build-up uh i they gave me the green room downstairs um and I was just sitting there, like, shaking. Like, some of that is um, my body excitement and nervousness kind of 
feel the same. Mm. And like Midway, it's not a big club, but it was so packed that you couldn't walk through. It was uh, the biggest crowd they've ever had there. Uh, I think not to get them in trouble, but I think they went like five people past the fire code. I don't think I have many firemen listening. To this <laughs> podcast. DJ fireman is gonna <laughs> MC fireman's gonna mumble rap me way out of the business. Snitch on me, He's a he's a snitch that one. <laughs> so you packed it out. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I got a lot of, uh, I was in the Globe, I was in uh, the Dig, I was in uh, Vanyaland Comedy put me above Joe List, which was, you know, <laughs> crazy, yeah. you know, it was, it was like one of those, like the whole thing feels like a fever dream, which is why <clears throat> I'm really excited for the world to see it, um, and hopefully they do, because uh, a lot of work went into it. And I couldn't have been more happy with the final result, you know. I think that's the, like, fight of the comedian. Is we, when you're a comedian, you have to be, like, confident on stage. Sure. Even the most nervous comedian up there is still confident. Like, Absolutely. Purposefully nervous. Sure. Not like a fucking yeah, yeah. nervous wreck, but is confident. But really, it's all we're just trying to create the persona we want. We're all sure. like nervous wrecks. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, it's uh, like think about someone like Stephen Wright that just looks like he's having a panic attack, yeah. but is as confident as it gets. You know, uh, and an all time great in in my my mind at least. You know, do you have a bomb that you think about? Like, I don't like when you were nervous that you were gonna bomb. Like, that it wasn't going to go well. Do you have, like, a worse show that you go to that you're like, I don't want it to be that? Yeah. I uh, The last time, the only time I did the George, which is a really good room. Hey, speaking of the George, <coughs> I'm headlining the George June nah, 2nd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I shouldn't tell you this story. No, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. <laughs> uh, it was me and uh, Jackie and uh, Ryan Shea and another... Uh, providence comic i can't remember uh but i was second and i've always done really well in providence maybe even better than boston and i mean i just i was scared uh i wasn't scared initially but i could just see it was like not going well and then you know providence audiences are pretty yappy yeah especially that room uh, they were getting real yappy and usually I can shut them down or like bounce off of that. I just, I had nothing and it was weird because in my mind I was just searching, like find the, the, something that clicks, find something that clips. And I was just like, you know, like if you're in the middle of the ocean and you're trying not to drown, like, yeah. and I was just going deeper and deeper and deeper. And, uh, uh it it stung and then uh tyler derniak's birthday party was at uh encore that night and i was just so sad <laughs> and, and you know it's like they're sad where it's like how you doing man oh you know pretty good uh, you know it's like you can kind of fake it i i couldn't even fake it and then i lost money you know it's just like <laughs> oh, like walking I can't home gamble if i lose all, like i lost a hundred dollars once at mohegan sun and i was like never again 
Never again. Like yeah. I, the amount it wrecked me. <laughs> yeah, no, I I love top keep- of a bomb. Oh yeah, no, it was it was it was pain city. Like I didn't know I didn't know what to do and it, it stuck with me. And the other thing too is like just sadness and whatever. Typically it's 24 hours for me. For 3 4 days I was just like what am I, you know, this is the classic comedy question. What am I doing with my life? Yeah. Like I literally am killing myself and to like to ever eat shit that bad in a full room, you know, every other comic killed, you know, mm. it wasn't like one of those deals either where you could be like, well, everyone bombed. It was like everyone killed. Yeah. Oh. And then you're just having that. That's so funny that it was just, there was no reason for it. It was no, just, no, I just, I had an off night and just fucking, you know, uh, I thought it was going to be some like crazy shit happened in the audience, you know, like, no, I've had, no. like drinks thrown at me. No. Oh had, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did do another gig. It was the first uh, feature I did. I think it was 20 minutes and it was an all German audience <laughs> by Harvard and they all had suits on and literally just crossed arms stared at me for 20 minutes and I uh, just listened to Sebastian Malina Skalka, whatever that kid's name is, uh, talk about doing time. He was featuring for Dice, and he did 15 minutes when he was supposed to do 20 because he bombed, and Dice just laid into him, and he was like, Dice was being a dick, but at the same time, if you're doing 20, you do 20, you know? Yeah. Uh, I've since kind of wavered on that, like, you know, like I was it, about to say, I was headlining a show up in Maine, and already my audience is not like rural Maine. You know <laughs> what I mean, like, yeah. they're not gonna like me talking yeah, about yeah. rap stories, right? And, like, so I walk in, and there's a sign on the door, and I'm walking with a friend, and it says "No Club Colors." Wow. And I was like, what? Like, what's that? Is, are there like bloods and crypts up here? Because yeah, I was like, I might feel at home. Yeah. Like, ah. I, might able, I might be able to yeah. relate. Ah. But they're like, no, it's like biker gangs. Oh, like, wow. no biker gang colors. And what are their colors? Do they t- have red? You, I guess you don't I know. Don't but know. <laughs> <laughs> Red and blue is where your colors end. I, I guess. would love a super straight biker gang to take back the rainbow. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 like, this I don't is know ours now. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know what the club colors are. So I go in and I'm supposed to do 30. I'm closing out the show. So I hit like five minutes and these guys start yelling at me yeah all because i had a wrapper on my shirt oh wow and they didn't like that wow and at one point i even was like bless you i said you know that most like rappers are conservative right (laughs) and one guy yells they're still black, which I was like, wow, <laughs> that was a show that I had to get off the stage early. Yeah, I no, like, I get that. I was like, I under there's sometimes you have to get off the stage. <laughs> yeah, early. no, you don't want to catch a haymaker or, oh my God, this one guy kept heckling, 
but he kept saying really gay stuff. Uh, but he was trying to be like tough. Right. So he's like, I bet you wouldn't be saying that when you were sucking my dick. <laughs> it's like, that prison, uh, like, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll own your a hole type of uh, <laughs> shit. Have uh, you ever been to prison or jail? I haven't. I, I was in a holding thing once, uh, the drunk tank, they call oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And, uh, it sucked. I, uh, yeah. I mean, certainly no, even just being in a room where the toilet doesn't have a seat is, mm. <laughs> yeah. And all, you're I'm shitting also, in front of everyone. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no, Did you privacy. have to take a shit while you well, were, no, I was, I was like, they, uh, handcuffed me up. Which seems like that would be the, some the, sort of John McCain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Poke me with a stick. Uh, yeah, no, they 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 had me uh, with one arm up for like eight hours or something, and when that drops, it's crazy how bad your arm hurts. Oh, I yeah, from just hanging. Yeah, and the wrist, you know, because it's like the cuff. Why did they do that? I don't know. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> There's this outside chance that uh, you might have been a little, I might a little bit lippy at the time. I, uh, you know, I kind of get full of myself sometimes. <laughs> You're doing jokes and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh my god! One time, I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast. Right. So I was doing a show in Long Island. And I was staying at the La Quinta Inn in Long Island. So, what do I usually do when I'm at hotels? Beat off. One. I already did that for okay. the day. Oh. <laughs> go smoke weed in my car. Okay. I don't want to pay the sure, smoking sure. fee in the room. So, I'm going to go smoke in my car. So, I'm smoking in my car, which I've done in every hotel I've ever stayed at. And this car pulls up behind me and blocks me in. I oh, think no. I'm about to get robbed. You know, like, yeah. what the fuck's happening? And then two dudes hop out and run on over to either side of me. My God. So I'm rolling another joint. So I drop the weed in between my legs and try to, like, go to back out. And the dude opens the door oh, no. and pulls me out. I'm like, what the fuck? They were undercover cops. What? Bro, I was like, I'm smoking. They're not allowed to do that. Yeah. And then I was like, what the fuck's going on? And they were like, you were reaching for a gun. Like when I dropped my weed. Oh, they were like, he's reaching for a gun so we can search his shit. So they pull me out of the car. They're searching me. They're searching my car. They're rifling through shit. And like, they're not allowed to be doing that. So finally, they're like, so what are you doing here? I'm like, I have a show tomorrow night. Like, I'm a comedian. I'm at a hotel. I like, can be doing a, a billion. In. Uh, like, what the fuck? And they're like, well, maybe you have a funny story about this to say in your act. I was like, no, uh, this is just traumatizing. Like, like my uncle. F- Let me give you a story about beating the fuck out of you. Uh, <laughs> it was not. That was the... Uh, yeah, I remember one time I, I was going to a rave. We, I used to go to raves a lot. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I was a big rave kid, like late, late teens. Take because, ecstasy and shit. Yeah, I I was more like, there's just like chicks. 
I was, you I was, like to the community. Yeah. <laughs> they're, and just like a fun group of women. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're all on X. <laughs> they're, they're really uh, looking for a good time, you know? <laughs> After a couple of tabs, this face is pretty <laughs> fucking worthy. <laughs> so uh, we went to this rave and uh, we would just hang outside of a liquor store and everyone that walked in, hey, uh, I forgot my my ID. Could you get, could you go buy us fucking a six pack or whatever? Never got in trouble for that, strangely. Like, Were I, you tall? Yeah. But you oh, had yeah. a baby face, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like could you please give yeah, me a yeah, six like, pack? Like a white Steve Urkel. You, look you know like what I mean? Two kids in a trench coat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like a Scooby Doo situation. Yeah. Uh, so we go to the rave. Uh, we party all night. Uh, I'm hammered. <clears throat> Pardon me. I. Uh, I, so I, I find a buddy whose younger brother is 15 and has a uh, driver's permit. Like, can't legally drive, but with an 18-plus uh, an driver, can. So um, we're heading back from Fayetteville to uh, where I live, uh, probably like a 30-minute drive. Drive the whole way. For some reason, as we're getting home, I'm like... We'll all get this like German style, like 64 ounce cup and just fill it with beer in the car. Like instead of drinking it out of the can, any number of things waiting till I got home. So, uh, I'm sitting in the back with my cousin and, uh, we turn the corner and blue lights and it's like, fuck. So my buddy, instead of stopping, slams on the brakes, and I just throw 64 ounces of beer all over the car. Oh, no. <laughs> Which does the smell does it. Oh, dude, and beer. Like, it could even be, like, if it was truly say or something, is like, you know, not near as strong. Is truly sponsoring your yeah apparently your yeah, I dropped, wish they would you dropped that name hard yeah yeah right no I'm trying, I'm looking out for the pots right now I was like oh, so truly is is gonna be your your new guy <laughs> but yeah that they pulled us out we had a bunch of vodka in the back and they threw the bottle down it shattered and he made me pick it up and I was just oh. like. <laughs> Small town cops, dude. I know, like, obviously big city cops in general. <laughs> but small town cops are, there's too many of them because, like, white people want to feel safe. Yeah. And uh, so they're bored. Oh, yeah. And so they have to, like, they get all aggro. And, like, especially when you're a teenager in, like, rural Arkansas, it's like, you know, you take a lot of shit. You know, yeah, and I was listening to fuck the police, but uh, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I the small town police. I shouldn't have been littering once. But yeah, I was. I was. I got in a fight. This was with an ex a long time ago, and I was like using tissues and throwing them out the window uh, when we get out, pick up all the tissues. Oh and my shit. god! I'm like sobbing. I'm uh, like, I had a friend, um, who was vegan. And he used to have a shirt that said, A-cab, all cows are bad. 
Uh-huh. And I never knew what a cab meant, uh, <laughs> so I always thought it meant like all cabs are bad. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I always thought it was a vegan thing. So then I would fucking when I started like hearing uh, it out, I'd be like, "This dude's a vegan. Uh, like, he doesn't really seem like a vegan." <laughs> Why are all the bucked up podcasts <laughs> talking about a cab? <laughs> but now I understand. Growing up in Arkansas, small town. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I lived in Nebraska, uh, Missouri. I actually lived in Branson, Missouri. I don't know if you know that town. Yeah, my dad lived in Branson, Missouri. Was he a musician? He was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a great place for, like, if you're willing to sell your soul. uh, Yeah, with a band, Small Ball Paul. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a Branson, Missouri band. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's like kind of Nashville. For those of you who don't know, it's kind of Nashville part two. Yeah. Except no budding talent. It's like where you go when your career is dying. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're just selling out theaters like six shows a week, you know, like crazy, crazy money. Uh, and then, you you know, you don't have to tour. So I'm sure there's advantages, but uh, it is a bumpkin town. Like it has none of like Nashville has like at least a little bit of an underground scene and like art and da 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 none of that. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was weird. I, I knew I was a big city kid the whole time. It was, I was, I was interested. I'm all set. Thank you. Interested about you is, uh, you know, because of the nature of your podcast, uh, you would assume you were fucking from a large city. Mm hmm. But in fact, you're 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 a you're a bumpkin. <laughs> yeah, I was born on Cape, and I lived in like Pepperell, Mass, which is the woods. Right. But then in eighth grade, I moved to Fitchburg, Mass, and Lowell, Mass, which are both grimy ass. Yeah, no, that is. But they're smaller cities. But I don't know. The rap thing always was. Like, I always wanted to be a comedian, but rap was, like, never wanting to rap. But rap was always there. Like, I, that was the music my parents played me, like. That's crazy. Yeah. Because for me, I, I was uh, in this, uh, you know, I'm an old dude. Like, uh, you know, NWA, uh, The Chronic, Dr. Dre, uh, Snoop, you know, Tupac, uh, Eric B. and Rakim. Like, uh for me, that was like my dirty little secret from my parents mm. because it was, I mean, even just like cursing for my family. It's weird that you, you've seen me, uh, yeah, <laughs> tell but jokes. That makes sense. You know, I, I'm, I'm not like a filthy comic, but I, I definitely use, you know, George Carlin's seven words pretty frequently. <laughs> but yeah, at the time it was <laughs> at the time, uh, you know, that's why it was exciting to me is because it was forbidden and listening to like those tracks. Uh, I was an angry fucking kid and those songs were fucking angry, you know? Yeah. Also why I applied to, you know, to model, uh, metal and punk later. Uh, that's so it's so funny how different people like with hip hop for me, like especially with this podcast, I like that I can meet my favorite rappers who some of are the most gangster rappers out right now. And they're just like me. Sure. 
You know, like stoned <laughs> for real. Though, like that. But everyone is like, if you connect with something, you connect with it for a reason. Sure. And I don't know what that reason is. Right, like you don't yeah. know why. Like, do, do you know why you're a comedian? Like, can you pinpoint the yes. moment? Yeah. Which what is yours? I uh, we did a trip to Florida, and I had like a cheesy tape recorder. I was like seven, and I just rolled tape in the back of the van where no one could hear me. And when we got there, we played the tape and people were laughing like my family members, you know, it wasn't, and you know, probably a very friendly audience, but, uh, I was like, it is fun to make people laugh. Like, and I think whatever on some level I'm gifted, maybe, I don't know. I've worked my ass off, but, uh, I, I, I think that early on that was got me a lot of joy and was like, this is something that I want to do, you know, it just didn't seem real until my failed music career where I was like, Oh, like people are making money in the entertainment industry. It's not just like, you know, Seinfeld and Larry, the cable guy that are like making money. There's like a lot of headliners that are doing all right. Um, that, you wouldn't know that I wouldn't even know maybe. And I'm balls deep into comedy, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that was the first moment is that trip to Florida where I was like, you know, it was like Johnny Carson interviewing. You Why know. do you think you chose music then? Like first? Uh, good question. Uh, I was, <laughs> this is me bragging about everything I'm good at. Uh, <laughs> notice sex. You're, you're trying to sell yourself for, a, <laughs> for them to watch your oh, okay. You, oh, gotta, yeah. you okay. gotta brag about yeah, yourself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, just don't bring up sex and I'll continually talk good about myself. <laughs> um, I think uh, it just was the avenue. You know, it's like, obviously we're all, controlling manifesting our own destinies and whatnot but it just kind of was the path that naturally happened it was like uh i wanted to perform my friends had a band uh they were gonna do this battle of the bands and uh i had just uh coming into like a little money like 50 dollars from work or something and i was like hey if i pay for the entry of this battle of the bands uh would you guys let me sing for you so we went we did the battle of the bands all these people came you know it's like when you're 18 and doing shows it's like you have friends from fucking nine thousand people show up and you suck you know yeah um and we won and then Three days later, they came to my house with $50, and they were like, we're going to go with a different singer for the next round. Really? And so I was like, that was a defining (laughs) moment. They could have just broke up with you, but they also gave you the money back. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I think that was a kind thing to do, because I was out that 50 bucks, but... uh, 
it put a fire in me like I will show the world. Mm. And uh, then I, I just, uh, I had come from a very musical family and um, kind of fell into like a really, really good band. We were a Scott punk band in Arkansas in the you know late 90s. It was like... <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about kids coming out. It was like we were the only ska band in town, and it was the pinnacle of, you know, third wave ska being big, less than Jake, real big fish, on and on and on. Um, and then that was over, and I was like, I don't want this to be over. And I was like, uh, wonder, I bet I could go to college for music. And my buddy was like, you should go to Berkeley, not that you'll ever get in. And again, spite the motivator don't fucking tell me what i can and cannot do you yeah, know what i mean totally. like uh and then i uh i uh applied and got into berkeley uh and then started another band with a guy that later uh uh cricky thomas recorded my special oh that's um, where you yeah. Trying, yeah so it's like life is is uh you know a lot of fucking bumps in the road, but, uh, there's those cool things where it's almost like, uh, you know, self-fulfilling prophecies or like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, and like, you're look at you, man. I mean, like, you know, like how badly did Boston comedy bust your balls? Seriously. Yeah. I, I mean, totally. you fucking took some shit. I went through the ringer, but that's all worth it. But Everything, look at you now. I mean, yeah. no one would do that. Look at me now in the garage. <laughs> He's all grown up. He's out of his mom's house, everybody. Into her garage. Into her garage. <laughs> Seriously, though. No, like, for real, though. But I think that's everything in life is kind of that's worth it. You have to go through some shit because you don't remember the shit no like you say that and i can be like yeah i did but i also can remember all the cool shit that like i've been able to do that others haven't because they took their time talking shit instead of like doing it i was advising i don't ever advise comics <laughs> proof by this story where i was advising a comic <laughs> uh that's that would be uh three things uh get up every second you can um learn how to quickly take out the mic stand and move the stand behind you or leave it in the stand don't ever have you the stand and then the crowd uh and then the third thing is everyone the mistake i see over and over and am guilty of it too by the way anytime i Think about like, oh, this person is doing this. Why am I not doing this? Where were they five years ago? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's times I could be like working on my craft, improving like, uh, you know, my products. Like, like, why don't I have an all my links or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's shit like that where it's like that would take fucking 30 minutes, you know. And it sucks because you learn procrastination in school because you don't care about the stuff. Yes. But then procrastination be becomes a real thing where, like, if I think, man, I should really change the bio for my podcast, I have the time to do it right now. Yeah. Because if I didn't, I wouldn't be thinking about it. Yeah. Like, you kind of have to do the shit 
the moment you think about it. Yeah. Or it's just going to be added on a pile of shit yeah. that you've said you're going to do later. And that pile is going to get bigger and bigger yeah. for the rest of your life. And then none of it's going to get done if you don't do that shit right then. Yeah. Wow, this is becoming a dad podcast. I love it. <laughs> Listen up, kids. <laughs> you got to get some gumption. No, my podcast bio has never changed from a self-help podcast from someone who doesn't know what the buck he's doing. Like, it's dumb, but I've never changed that because look at what I'm doing. I'm in a garage recording with you on a webcam. Yeah. But... Some people have 4K cameras and don't get the listens. It's just, you have to just do it. It doesn't matter the means. It doesn't sure. matter anything other than you doing it. Yeah. You doing a special. When you started, you're like, how does someone get a special? Yeah. You fucking do it. Yeah. Or it, like everyone big just makes enough money that they can fund their own project. Sure. You just have to fund your own project. Which is what, you know, what I did on an incredibly uh, minute level. Yeah. But, uh, the product i i really uh i hope the world watch the special uh the spoons on uh on youtube uh i hope the world sees it it's it, it is um i think about it too like uh with music um i put out i was on in a writing participant at very least on nine records and I can listen to those records. No one gives a fuck about those records. They're like, you know, not even then, you know, yeah. uh, but I can look back on those records and be like, man, that's some hot shit that, you know, it's that's, uh, and even listen to like, you know, occasionally I'll listen to me and Jackie, uh, uh, tiny halls podcast. And like, there was moment we're edited granted, <laughs> but there was moments we were just fucking in each other's brain like crazy connected like podcast i don't know if, if that sounds weird but no i know what you mean yeah um you know and and i'll have those forever you know and like there's a point where anything blows up this is a project where you kind of fucking hate it like i didn't listen to music for years after i stopped playing it um but then time goes by and you like look back on it fondly and like you were saying earlier, like you kind of forget about like, oh, you know, there was that point in the band where we pulled the bus over and we were about to start throwing haymakers <laughs> in the middle of fucking Arkansas, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, or wherever, you know, um, but you forget about that and then you just listen to the, why you guys were together in the first place or what in, you know, in the case of my special, why did I start comedy ever? Uh, is a, it's a cool thing. I suggest people do it. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't matter how good it is when you start because it's just the, the journey of it. Yeah. If music was really supposed to be your thing, you wouldn't have stopped. Yeah. You know, agreed. And that's what brought you to comedy, which keeps you going, which yeah. now brings you to the special, which yeah. when you started didn't seem possible. I couldn't imagine it. I, it doesn't seem real still. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. No, it's, it, it, you know, it's easy to sound fake when you're being um, gracious, but just the amount of people that came out and, you know, 
I know there's fucking <laughs> much bigger rooms, uh, but for me, like having a what felt like a punk rock venue, um, there was like um, ten seats and a hundred people, so like it was like a punk rock show. Everyone was standing, the whole set. Everyone was like elbow to asshole tight. Like it's crazy the lack of space. Um, and I'm just so grateful for that. I, I'm kind of baked and I just fucking, <laughs> but what was uh, the, I'll change subjects. Yeah. What was the first joke that you had written? That's on the special. Uh, the first joke on the special is five years old, four years old, pre pandemic. Certainly. Um, yeah and uh i i like it uh because it's uh 45 seconds and i've got some longer things <clears throat> some more stories but i kind of wanted just like something even for my own stability like because you know like i said i was terrified that it wouldn't go well just get something that first you know 30 seconds to where it's like uh like you know I, i'm sure you may or may not feel this way but like i'm really excited and then a little bit nervous as i'm walking up and then once that first pop settles in yeah oh yeah i heard someone say this once and i forget who but that we li live like when you're on stage like you live three seconds before like yes ahead, ahead. of time and that's how you can like think of things and that's how you kind of know how to move an audience. Yeah. People don't understand that that's really what comedy is. Yeah. It's like the audience is the instrument. Yeah. You kind of have to like. Yeah. It's not just saying what you want. It's like gauging how they're listening to yeah, you talking. No, yeah. No, I was telling my buddy Hans, who's a, an excellent bass player in, in Somerville. Is that why his nickname's Hans? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I've never caught him in the bathroom or anything. But, uh, you know. Uh, You've walked by, though. Yeah, I, che I was checked. I follow him sometimes, I'll be honest with you. Uh, um, yeah, he. I was like, that's the difference. Like, we can't. Uh, comedians can't practice alone like you have to be in front of an audience and it can suck because like I go to the same mic so uh, you know these poor people are <coughs> watching me work through something you know six days in a row or whatever it is you know or three times that week or you know um, but it's you know it's a necessary thing. And it was also, uh, uh, just the act of being on stage is practice too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like when you start, like when I started, I would go to Mike that had like two people in it. Yeah. And I should like you, I still get the same benefit of that sure. because you just learn, you just learn how to, yeah, you can't make two people laugh. It's kind of like podcasting. Like I used to get mad, when I would get like not a lot of listens, you know, <laughs> ditto, but 20 people at a show is yeah. crazy. I did just open mics in front of two people, you know? 
I typically do uh, in the last three. I'm Stone Two. Shout out Infused Products. Yeah, that's the, that's the weed sponsor. Infused nice. uh, Productions on Instagram, just spelled out with a Z instead of an S. Hell yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, uh, this is good. I don't know. Are we? Is Infused the paper? Is it the flower? Is it the wax? So I, oh. who made the PCP that's on that? <laughs> I did. I made oh, yeah. the PCP. That's home. That's <laughs> home PC. Yeah, that's. Hey, <laughs> this is this garage is a <laughs> podcast studio by day, something else <laughs> by night. <laughs> no, so I roll the I roll up what I call donuts, which is flour with wax in the middle. So oh, when wow. it burns, it looks like a donut because the wax burns faster. Wow. <laughs> and both the weed and the dabs are from infused. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I use raw paper. Okay. I don't smoke blunts or anything. I Yeah, I never could get uh, into the blunts. Uh, but you smoke cigarettes, so that's surprising. I know. It's crazy. But there's something about the harshness of the, the tobacco uh, paper for some reason. I don't know. I haven't smoked tobacco in like four years, but oh, I love I love how you look down at it. But I'm saying I love when people smoke around me because it's like I get to enjoy the smell, but I still wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, uh, I was talking about quitting smoking last night. Actually, uh, I uh, I quit uh, for a couple months, um, and then I went on tour and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, just slowly crept back in. But uh, my dad told me, he was like, after two weeks, you won't even think about it. Such bullshit. I thought about it every hour, all day, every day for that entire time. How long have you been smoking? Uh, first started when I was 18. And then uh, not like full serious smoker until <laughs> uh, I was early 20s so like 22 years like the 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 uh <laughs> problematic area of, of smoking <laughs> is quickly approaching oh. <laughs> you're just like uh, but some people smoke like you see those videos of like 90 year olds i had to stop because when i ran i would like spit black shit oh yeah no the uh i feel like a vegan i feel like i'm a vegan telling you to quit meat Good luck with either of those. You know um, what I'm, I'm like, come on, no, just no. Weed. It makes it's better for your system. Oh yeah, I don't give a fuck. No, people, people try to trick because they know I just smoke weed. They try to trick me into smoking tobacco. Oh, like with spliffs? Yeah, uh huh. And they're oh, like, wow. no, there's nothing in here, but I'll smell it. Like I know. Do you smoke blunts ever? Never. So like, no years. tobacco enters your system. No nicotine. System. No vaping. Have you ever dipped? Never did. You want to talk about... But I used to smoke tobacco heavy. I'm just four years clean. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah. I used to smoke 10 blunts a day. I used to vape a fucking full carton in a day. Like, Is this when you were like a, a, a thicker boy? No, I was thinner. Oh, okay. I'm at the thickest I've been in my life right now. Really? Mm-hmm. I just wear hoodies, so I hide it. Like, what's your pant size? Uh, actually, I just went down a pants size. Congratulations. Yeah. What is it, like 32? <laughs> 56. <laughs> no, no, 36. Okay, see, I'm a 46. Yeah. So wow. That's, that's what I'm saying. 
That's like a sandwich. Take off your clothes right fucking now. I want to see what's doing. Get in your underwear right now. I just wear baggy clothes. I hate when I see people wear tight clothes that shouldn't because I'm like, you would look so much better. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's a weird era for someone my age because it's like you start to feel the generational gap. But there was no such thing as body positivity when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like, and there is a huge downside to that, of course. But sometimes people wear clothes, me included, where it's like, what are you, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like all the clothes I wear, like what are you doing? <laughs> Walk around in a moo like a, remember, like an adult. I remember my grandmother once wrote me a letter because I, I used to live with her. So she, I went out one night. And she wrote me, she typed up a letter and then printed it out and signed it and put it on my bed. Oh, wow. I was like, you, you need to change your clothes. I (laughs) She was like the hoodie you were wearing tonight. I will pay for it. If I can go destroy it, like totally serious. She's print. She typed it and then printed it and signed it. And I was like, that's the funniest shit. (laughs) So I had uh, a white dreadlocks at one point in my life. I did. Wait, you, so you had dreadlocks and you dyed them white. No, 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 like white boy de- dreadlocks where oh, it's like... Oh, oh. I thought you meant you looked like a fucking... No, 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 like, like shitty... Albino. My band called them shitlocks. I mean, they were <laughs> terrible. So I grew them and grew them and grew them. And it, what happened is like one big one happened. Oh, no. And then all these little just like three hair dreadlocks of like this thin white boy hair. Uh, <laughs> I, I grew it out and out and out. And one day my mom was like, uh, Aaron, if I paid you a hundred dollars, would you cut off your dreadlocks? And I was like, let's go right now. <laughs> you were like, I'm going to cut them. Anyway. I, I hate these. <laughs> Did they smell? Oh, they stunk so bad. <laughs> no. uh, yeah. Yeah. No. It was terrible. That's what Scott does to you. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a nightmare. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. It's it was a really bad look. And I had uh, glasses at the time, so like I got my haircut and LASIK to where I could see and my glasses were fucking all bent up and like, you know, I was living <laughs> Was there like holes in your hair for what yeah, yeah, glasses yeah. would fit? Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> uh, it's like Legos, it clicks into place. <laughs> oh, I wish they were. I don't know how. I've seen, uh, I don't know, people with very straight hair that somehow can pull off dreadlocks, but I just. Looking back, why did you get dreadlocks? Uh, I mean, my band was. I thought it would be cool. I was a, a drummer at the time, like full time. I was teaching lessons and gigging and that's it. Uh, this is uh, right before Berkeley. <clears throat> Best I've ever been, actually, was doing that even better than going to Berkeley. But um, I just thought it'd be cool, I think, to like headbang, play drums. Did you see other white people with dreadlocks? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah, right? Did you hacky sack too? No, no. <laughs> okay. I wore a drug rug or whatever those are called. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it was... Uh... <laughs> oh. 
I don't know. Was that? Uh... I am not sure. Okay. <laughs> As I said, we are in a garage. Yeah. No, this is the. Uh, it was a very Boston move. It, it, very, was, well, it very much was. <laughs> I want to go back to if you thought it was a good idea or not. <laughs> no, it was a terrible idea. It, uh, it, uh, it looked like shit. No one thought it was cool. Not even me. It was a, the smell was just, oh my God, just awful. And I think that that's one reason I'm bald now. Oh, really? Yeah. I think there's some sort of parasite that just, <laughs> just leashed, leashed in like the alien that pops out of the stomach. Like, How long did it take? Years. Years. Probably two years. So they let you into Berkeley with dreadlocks. No, no, I cut them off. I was about to be like, you were really uh, oh, I was yeah, about to yeah. be like, I, Tiny, I believe you. You uh, are amazing. Right. <laughs> no, again, they were the worst. Even for white boy dreadlocks, they were bad, bad dreadlocks and stinky. Because <laughs> you can't wash it, right? No. For years. There you is have to wear like a grandma like cover up in the shower. <laughs> no, 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 like you, I got it wet. It was a dry shampoo I would use, but I think that that was like you know bullshit. It was just like baby powder or something. You know what I mean? Not really. It just looked like dandruff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah it made exactly. the smell worse in hindsight. And you cut them off for a hundred dollars. A hundred bucks is a lot of money to me. Uh, at the time, it was even more. <laughs> <laughs> like that i was like are you kidding me i'll think of all the macaroni and cheese i can buy i was like <laughs> so broke at the time and now you have a special coming yes the spoons the spoons uh yeah it's uh how do you get do you just my friend uh suggested this i'm gonna not say your name actually but that i should reach out to like not Bill Burr or anything, but like say, um, say Zach Galifianakis, bad, bad person. Someone that's like big in the industry, like has a Hollywood quality name mm-hmm. and be like, hey, if I, I don't have the money to do it, but like say, hey, if I gave you two grand, would you put this on your social media? Like, is that a dick move? I would say a better move would be buying space on podcasts. You like, <laughs> I'm not saying I trust me. I know you don't listen to this one, but honestly, like if there's one that you listen to, like, yeah, just buy the ad space for it. Sure. And then promote it. Cause you know that those people senses of humor. Right. The same as yours. Come town. <laughs> no, I, I can't. Really, I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. I yeah. love Stern. Oh my God. Makes me feel old though now. It's yeah, weird. So I have to be like my dad loves house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was just the original podcast. Yeah, and the original um, uh, reality show. Yeah, because it was you know this thing actually happening, real people uh, being quote unquote real uh, and bigger versions of themselves, and then putting it on the E channel. You know. Yeah. And he just signed some crazy deal. He makes crazy money. Yeah. 
I can't remember the amount per second it is, but it is. <laughs> Do you pay for Sirius XM? Yes. That is one uh, avenue that I hope happens is I have a contact uh, uh, at Sirius XM and I'm going <clears> to <throat> be sending them clips. And, you know, I, I don't really know um, how much of that really means. Like, I don't know that people listen to Raw Dog. Like, like does it have, you know, 20,000 listeners, unique views in a year? Probably not. I don't know. I used to listen to it as a kid. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's bigger than I know, but uh, that'd be cool if I got that. Because, I mean, even just like as heard on Sirius XM yeah. is, you know, another thing, you know. It's going to be dope either way going to be dope oh yeah no and people are really genuinely excited like it is um something i've you know was amazed by um really all of the people that i think of being as big boston comics you know um practically all of them reached out to me um and people that i don't talk to um, and not that we're not cool. I just yeah. don't reach out. They don't reach out. <clears throat> um, wishing me good luck, congratulating me. Um, you know, it uh, special is a good thing <laughs> because it is special to uh, to think how well this came out, and uh, I really think people are going to fucking love it. Where can people find it? Uh, it's going to be on YouTube. In my uh page is uh at tiny punk rock comedy dope um i'll tag it below sick uh yeah no it's uh it's cool it's a three camera shoot um full room funny jokes around uh, short of 44 minutes perfect yeah this is dope as hell thank Dude, you so much i had a blast you know what's uh great about it conversation is we both have the gift of gab. <laughs> so much we got yelled at. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm sorry you got evicted, by the way. I mean, you can do this next podcast with uh, some rapper I've never heard of in my basement, if you'd like. <laughs> I got to pack up and go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, bro. Thanks, man. Peace. Peace. Yeah, yeah.